0: Welcome to the Talking Heads podcast with me, Saul Walker. And me, Lucy Chamberlain. This podcast delves into Lucy and I's lives as head gardeners of two private estates in Devon and Essex, as well as casting an eye over horticultural events and our personal gardening passions.
1: As the daytime lengthens and birdsong fills the air, it means spring is finally here. It's that time of year every gardener loves as another growing season kicks off with a fanfare of daffodils, early blossom and the germination of our precious seedlings.
0: Every Saturday we will bring you a new episode on a diverse range of subjects such as what we are growing, weeding and planting and news from the gardening world as it develops. We'll also bring you a special monthly bonus interview with some of our favourite gardening peers, discussing their lives and interests in horticulture.
1: We'd be delighted if you'd join us down this garden path as we step inside the busy and exciting world of the modern head gardener.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Talking Heads podcast where we talk about gardening and talking of gardening me and Lucy have had a really nice little chat about half an hour little rant a little bit you know showing what our weeks have been like you know it's great isn't it to have a little chat between head gardeners. It
1: is and we've had rants and uh, we've also had some very nice things happen to us this week both of us so we've had That's some true. nice things to talk about we've just chewed the cud. For half an hour, we should we should have pressed record. We got we'd have got an episode in the bag, but we didn't do that. We love we do like to well we do like to talk. So I don't know if anyone's noticed, but we, we seem to quite like that that's <laughs> hobby. So,
0: <laughs> what's the old BT saying? It's good to talk. We're
1: being very very good at the moment, then, aren't we? So
0: we are we are. And to be honest, this week has been pretty good for garden, hasn't it? Spring has arrived. I've got to say, the oh, blossom mm, at yeah, Stonelands Stone. is amazing. Cherry, magnolia, rhododendron, everything is popping color it's just nice to get out of the gray the dreary and actually have a bit of color a bit of life in the garden
1: well i know you say that but do you have you check the forecast for next
0: week oh don't don't <laughs> don't
1: i'm not going <laughs> to say anything about scorch camellias rhodos and magnolias it's not going to happen to you there but you're going to be in a little bubble down in the southwest yeah, there
0: exactly it's going to be
1: it's... mild there'll be no winds there'll be no frost it, the the display will go on and on and on. Nothing bad's going to happen next week whatsoever.
0: Do you know, I don't mind the cold so much for a garden like mine because actually it can prolong the blossoms if it's just the right side of naught degrees. Mm. Anything round 1, naught minus and then, yeah, then we start dropping flowers, especially the magnolias. So fingers crossed next week isn't going to be as bad as they say, although someone's saying snow in North Devon, so... That'll be interesting. But I'm down in the balmy tropical south, as we call it here. So I'm hoping we're going to be fine. You'll be
1: fine. Don't be worried about it. It will all be gorgeous.
0: Now, I know you, uh, uh, or I should say your husband, Mr. C, and me have been shifting, (laughs) shifting my favourite substance, my favourite substance on the planet.
1: Cubic metres of the stuff. Tons and tons. Well, you've been nine, nine tons for you. Six cubic metres for us
0: mulch a lot a lot of mulch yeah. a lot of mulch has been applied to borders and i gotta say the borders now are looking muah, tasty bravissimo
1: <laughs> lovely it does really set a garden off and i think there's something incredibly satisfying about it both visually when you lay mulch down i mean ian and uh and nick at the garden have been champing at the bit to get this job done because it's massively satisfying. A, you get brandy points with the owners because you can see where you've been, and actually, it mm. doesn't take yeah. too long to cover quite a few square meters. You can work your way through the borders really quite quickly, so it, you know you earn your money that week. And um B, it also, it looks fab from our from a gardener's point of view. It's not just the mulch. You know, when you look at that mulch, your little heart starts singing because you're like, right. The moisture is going to be locked in. The weeds are going to be kept down. The nutrients are going into the soil. It's ticking so many positive boxes. There's nothing negative about mulch. Maybe bark chips and blackbirds. That's the only thing I can think of that does irk me when I put down bark chippings and the blackbirds stick them mm. all up. But otherwise, mulches to me are a very, very happy place to be.
0: My bit of advice, though, to anyone who gets in a bulk delivery like me get the like beers in lucy said <laughs> no i said to the you end. just now
1: have you got any beers in for tonight and he's, you've said no you're gonna to have to go, no, to, the I'm going to, go up to the
0: shop to the shop definite and, definite and, and admission and, mr walker uh, it's i've got four days off so i'm gonna have a few um <laughs> but my one piece of advice is when you get the bulk delivery or even if you've got tongue bags dropped off get them delivered as close to where you're going to be applying to mm-hmm. it as possible because Lucy, like lucy said the actual applying is the quick bit the transporting it from wherever it is located to wherever it's needed, that is the bit that just takes a bit of shoulder work. You know, that is yeah. where I am now feeling it in my, what is it? So is it solar plexus back there? I don't know. Glutinous maximus? I don't know. Glute, well, <laughs> we won't discuss the glutinous maximus, <laughs> but. All the bits in my back and downstairs are now really, <laughs> uh, really feeling it. And I'm sure tomorrow I'm going to pay for it. Oh, so, um. Well, can
1: I just do a shout out to the nursery that supplied us, which is Dean's. I do love Dean's nursery. They're local to us and I use them as much as we can because, I, I like them. I like to support local nurseries, not the, the smaller ones. They they always go above and beyond to help us out. And they, they did deliver it exactly to the meter where we wanted. Just outside what we call the brew house. Ian put some tarpaulin down, mulch oh, was I know dumped that. Yes. And yeah. it was literally then you're it's a very short walk to all the borders, the rose beds, uh and yeah, it saves a lot of time. Really does. So um thank you, Laurie Driver, for Dean's nursery. We're very grateful.
0: That's good. And they didn't plough up your verges as well. No. I did see a tweet God, a few weeks ago. Do I don't really know. Once again, steady.
1: <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it building.
0: <laughs> I know your verges get a bit trashed by oh. some uh, unscrupulous drivers let's say that yes but, uh, anyway <sighs> that's good actually that my chest now. get tight then <laughs> anyway we, tonight we want to go away from our our big gardens mm. because um funny enough me and lucy actually like to garden in our spare time <laughs> and i'm sure regular <laughs> listeners to the podcast know that we are keen plants people lucy obviously veg and fruit queen and me i do like an exotic or tropical plant or two so just a few we're gonna have a little sort of natter about what projects we're doing at the moment, what projects we've got planned for this year, the kind of things we want to grow, the kind of, um, you know, where we see our gardening year in our personal gardens heading. So uh, I know from your Twitter stream that uh, your husband especially has been quite busy in your garden. I've never seen clearance going on or machinery what a giant machine he had a few weeks oh. ago you know just for for planting broad beans that was a little excessive <laughs> that,
1: the stump grinder that we got from a mate honestly was um his little face when he was used when he saw it and he was using it it was he was delighted absolutely delighted to get this this piece of kit into the garden it took some doing to get it through the gates actually but uh we we did it and um yeah we've we've uh i'll well, say we i just say ian has ground out about 23 stumps i think it was we counted um down the bottom of a garden i mean easter weekend four-day weekend anyone who loves gardening is going to be out there taking on big projects and that's what we've set ourselves up to do we knew that this weekend was coming the prep for the ground has been done as i say the stumps have been ground out. he's also then leveled the ground it was all had old patched grass on it that is self-sown. There were bare patches all along the left-hand side. We're talking about an area here that's um, well we've ordered Big. Yeah it's something like 60 square metres of turf we've got that was delivered this morning um, always whilst you're on the phone to someone, isn't it? And you're trying to, or, I was on the face, well, yeah, I was FaceTiming absolutely. my parents and they didn't quite understand that I had to go. You know when you, one of those conversations where you, you have to go because the delivery man wants to know where to put it on the driveway. And then your mum your mum starts thinking of at least a dozen things she hasn't told you that she must tell you right now. And um, so that was quite amusing the morning that I had. Um, but yeah, we've, we've had the turf delivered. I've kept it moist today because actually it was um quite, sunny and breezy here today which would have dried out the the turfs quite dramatically so i've irrigated i have been doing something so i've irrigated the bottom of the garden today that's been my my job because i've been at home doing some some work um moved the sprinkler around got the ground really saturated because it has been quite dry lately and we didn't want to put the turf on to to dry ground so it's lovely irrigated the turf is ready to go it's only been delivered today so it's not been like hanging around and tomorrow, um, I think I'm on wheelbarrow duty and uh, Mr. C is going to be doing the actual laying, which to me, I might have to at some point intervene and swap things around because I like a yeah. bit of turf laying. That's the, I, I think he's given me the dud job there because I, I think the mm. turf laying itself is an incredibly satisfying job. Um,
0: yeah, also, who's the trained gardener out of you well, two, eh? Remember no, that? I don't
1: want to, you know, I don't want to <laughs> emasculate him in any way, shape or form, but I think you'll find it's me. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you need to keep your skills up, you know. I've I, I got to say that it's a big, I've been to your garden and I know it quite well, and it's, it's, it's a large a bit of turfing you're doing tomorrow. I'm quite impressed. Quite impressed with Mister C's endeavours over the last few oh. weeks of getting it all cleared and uh, putting the new fence up. That was the fence is reasonably up. straight.
1: Reasonably <laughs> straight. <laughs> the Cotoneaster <laughs> which is what's going to go alongside the hedge. With, um, sorry, alongside that fence that was delivered day before yesterday um, by it was Buckingham Nurseries, which is a, again a, you know a reputable hedging supplier. I'd not used them before, and um, It's always a bit nerve-wracking when you use a supplier for the first time, although I've known them for my career a long, long time. They were great. You know, delivered the plants. um, They had two different sizes available, so they checked with us first whether we were happy to have plants of different sizes, which I thought was very, very good customer service for them. Um, They're going to go in. Turf's going to go down. Eventually, decking's going to go down the bottom. That might be a project for sometime in the early summer when we've both had a bit of a rest. So, so that's our Easter weekend project. What about you? What are you up to?
0: I'm probably going to start taking out some bamboo. We've got a lot of bamboo there, uh, down one end uh, edge of the garden, and uh, I really want to start planting some of the the woodier exotics that I've got that I know. Um, I yeah, I've been experimenting with the last two years that I know will get through a winter here, which mm. is good. And I think I've also decided, and I'm sure some people listening can empathise with this. When you've been renting for a long time and you're a gardener and you grow a lot in pots, you tend not to plant things out because you always think you're going to move and you're going to have to leave your plants behind. And since I bought my house, I think I've still been in that mind frame for a few years because everything's still in pots because I just feel like, oh, if I move, I'm going to lose out on these really special plants. But I think finally my head has decided, right, it's time for me to put down, you know, put down my roots, literally (laughs) and figuratively. And actually start planting out some of the collection I've had for quite a few years. So we've got all these clumps of bamboo. I'm not a big fan of bamboo. I think most people who know me know that because... uh, And to bamboo lovers, they are great. And there are some lovely, lovely species and varieties of bamboo out there. But I just find that they just get everywhere. And they sort of, you know, take forever to get... I've got to get. I've got a mattock and I've got an iron bar to try and get these bamboos out because the last time I did bamboo, I had to in the end get a mini digger in Blimey. just to get out the clumps. So I've not got a great history with them. Anyway, so I'm going to be taking out a load of bamboos and hopefully then replacing the topsoil and then I'm going to get planting out some of my uh, scheffleras, some of my umbrella uh, palms. Uh, I've got some brassiaopsis, which is quite a rare Vietnamese. Uh, exotic plant with very amazing foliage lovely. i'm going to try and get that in and then uh Dichoroa, which is a hydrangea relative and i'm just trying to think what the other thing is that's going to go out oh some iachroma which are look like very mini miniature brugmancia so that's yeah. going to be up the side of my house oh lovely. and finally i'm going to start getting that backdrop to the tropical collection because i've decided that the garden looks a bit bare we got a, we got a lovely hazel sort of hedge that that borders around apart from the bamboo side and I you know it all looks very natural and like a woodland but I need to start adding a bit of texture a little bit of foliage just to get that look that I'm looking for so I think that is going to be most of Easter now if you hear on Sunday that I'm in hospital, it's because the bamboo has inflicted <laughs> the worst on me. Uh, I do tend to get stuck in the eye quite a bit by bamboo. I don't know what it is. It has this homing instinct. Wear
1: some goggles, please. And that, that mattock, you know, yeah. where, have you got your steel toe-cap boots on? Come on, yeah. I'm going to be very mumsy about this now.
0: Steel mm. toe-cap boots. You, you'd be sub- I know that sounds, you're saying you're mumsy, but I I know someone who's put a mattock through their foot and it's not a pleasant experience. So Is it not? It sounds delightful to you. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't for them anyway. So yeah, so that's going to be uh, going to be my this Easter weekend. But I have got plans to start actually doing the landscaping in the garden, especially the terracing. I really want to start putting in the mm. raised beds, the decking, and also starting to sort out the rear of the garden, which is more woodlandy, and start putting some really nice stuff in that. If anyone's following me on Twitter this week, I put out a really nice picture of Rhododendron macabianum, which is one of the very large-leafed rhododendrons, and it looks. It looked fabulous in a tropical collection—really big leathery leaves from China. So I really want to start focusing on getting plants into the ground so that they're permanent and they thrive. They do better in the ground. I think it's something we always, when we at BBC Garden as well. I think a lot of people come to us on when we're doing our plant expert advice desk and say, "What's wrong with my plant?" And most of the time, it's it's in a pot. You know, it doesn't want to be in a pot. They're tricky, aren't they, to it manage? It wants to be in the ground. You know, I'm as guilty. I keep everything in pots and they don't live up to their potentials. Yeah,
1: but with tropical plants, you know, you're, you're especially ones that are borderline hardy, A, often the very choice mm. ones are they have a price tag to them. Yeah, that's true. And B, you know, some years, you know, you can get very mild temperatures. Other times you don't. And so actually for those particular plants, the borderline hardy plants, exotics, Containers are the way to go, aren't they? So I think that you've obviously now established which ones are hardy enough to with withstand a winter in Devon. And so that's, you know, a good a good enough reason to A, hold back and wait, but now you've got to the point where actually you can get those plants again, relinquish those roots, set them free, and then you'll get the yeah. I'm guessing the size obviously will be much more sort of significant and um and if you even if you do then you know as you say that's the rental mindset if you do then kind of move later down the line you can still dig them up and pop them in the pot or take some divisions or cuttings or whatever it might be so i've I've done that as well
0: i've just got to get that in my mind that you know if we're going to be here for at least 10 years and even if we do move i can like you say take cuttings or just buy the plants again you know i may have to start again but you know i'm still young i'm still young enough probably to have a second garden in me i hope
1: you are young Yes, we both are young. Someone told me that I was young the other day and I was very happy with them. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah, give them give them a thumbs up. Now, talking about tropicals, I want to know about one project that's got me very excited and that is Fingering Ho's New Tropical Corner. Mm. How, what are you, you going to do this year? Oh, I, 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 oh, wait a minute, that face that face no. does not look great. Are we I have, changing no, our minds? I've,
1: I've got... No, hang on. I'm, the, the, you know when you focus on the tiny negative that's happened... And actually everything else around it is really good. So I'm going to first of all sort my brain out. There's some lots of stuff that's happened this very week that I've been doing that's been very good. In that all the plants that were in my greenhouse overwintering, all the delicious stuff that I got from yourself and Philippa Burrow, Altingwick and other places as well, I have potted them up, given them some lovely slow-release fertiliser. I've... Discarded any old compost that was getting claggy, that's that's gone. They've got fresh new compost, bigger pots. I've invested in some really decent size tubs, probably, oh gosh, I would say 15 litre tubs, lots of them. And so these plants, because I want to put them further on from the decking, uh, sorry, further on from the turfed area, is going to be at the bottom of the garden. A decking area because it's a sun trap there. The long, long, long term plans are to have a summer house and a hot tub and a sauna <laughs> because gardeners need to look after their bodies. So, you know, that's what that's all about.
0: Well, you know, fingering, oh you know, it's what everyone has in the back of their garden, isn't it? But,
1: but around that area, I want to grow my tropicals in pots. As I say, it's a sun trap down there. I think they'll really love it they are, can't go into the ground because the decking will be there. So from a practical point of view, it's perfect. So they have been all potted up and it's allowed me to give them all a health check to make sure they've survived through the winter. This is where there's a slight tear in my eye. Brace yourself, so, because there's a couple of parts.
0: Bracing. Oh,
1: The Colocasia's, n- neither one has made it through. Uh. I'm very upset and I think I know why. Uh, I didn't get a greenhouse. I didn't in, invest in the greenhouse heater this year. I do need to get one. And I relied on bubble wrap and keeping them dry. Uh, most the hedechium Devonshire cream. Oh my god, that has romped away. If I can oh yeah, pick yeah, that yeah, up, yeah. And,
0: you won't get rid of that once it starts growing. <laughs> when trust I knocked me. that out of the
1: pot, that was a beast. You know, they'd almost burst through the pots. So I'm really mm-hmm. pleased with them. The car, oh, they've gone like marshmallow. I'm so sorry. So
0: well, I'll have to dig I, up some and, get, and plant you up some more. <laughs> oh God! Oh, I've
1: confessed confessions of a head gardener on air. So um. Ninety nine percent of my stock is is raring to go. Potted up. duck, used don't seem to be my friend at the moment. So oh
0: damn, oh well. I'm so sorry. Oh well, you got other, you got other things. Yeah, but
1: so that tropical corner is very much going to be. Uh, in activity this year the summer house won't be there so actually the plants themselves are going to thrive and what I'm doing I think I put a tweet out about, about this uh, of oh, probably about a month or so now ago I'm have I'm quite excited about sowing exotics every year so I've got things like ricin I've got a massive big trial of ricin going on I've got yeah. about eight varieties of that. I've got amaranth that I'm sowing that's Loads of different colours and heights and spectrums. I've got coleus, which again I think actually sown from seed and it bulks up so, so quickly. And I have asked around, they and I should have, I I had some plants last year I should have taken some cuttings of. I didn't know whether they would root from cuttings or not at all, but verified now that, yeah, easily will root from cuttings. So I'm going to maybe get some stock from seed this year and then take cuttings through the autumn of winter of next year to to bulk up some colour traits that I really, really like. So that's all going ahead. I'm very excited about it. I can't wait for my can to start romping away because that is a stonker of a plant. Absolutely beautiful.
0: Yep. My 15, f- 15 foot in oh, a year. That'll well, get. in
1: the pots I put it in, I've, I've, that has been allocated to the biggest, biggest tubs. So I knew that that was going to be a good doer. Can't wait. The summer house, if we do actually get one, is just going to be like a little dingley dell. It's going to be like a little hobbity house hidden down there amongst all this jungly foliage. So- I've
0: just got this image of you in a hot tub. <laughs> And it's going to look like you're in Caribbean or something. Oh. I mean, you can just see the photos coming in Do you know now. what? I've
1: managed to persuade Ian that we need a hot tub because he gets lots of aches and pains. So do I. And my, my cousin is in, lives in Finland. Oh, no, I agree. Uh, over there, they have a lot of wood fueled saunas and hot tubs. So one of the bugbears I have about hot tubs is that they're so energy hungry they the running costs of a hot tub are phenomenal wood fueled ones hey i'm a gardener hey my husband's a gardener and we get access to wood so it makes you know i've persuaded him he said yes i'm not going back on this now you know you, you it's it's out there we're gonna eventually have hot tub sauna and maybe a little plunge pool and an outdoor shower
0: lovely i'll tell you what take a look at the japanese ones as well they're they're, they're um wood fired they? they look they they look beautiful i must mm. say because the even and the Scandinavian ones, I think. I think you're right. Hot tubs, the modern ones, very energy intensive, but they. I don't think they look particularly nice in a garden setting. They, you know, a little bit plasticky in some ways. I know.
1: I know where you're coming from. I think the timber ones. Yeah. for me, you can get ones that have got nice edging. Anyhow, that's a, that's a, an aside. But give me a few years' time. Hopefully, on this podcast, I'll be talking about that. I might even do a podcast live from the
0: hot tub. That'd be great. We could. Am I invited? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll get some beers in as well, unlike you, who's fallen down on the job. Honestly, I can't believe you mulched all week and then got Uh, no beers.
0: I'm getting in the car now. Anyway, yeah. So, well, that's, you know, that's something to live for. And I always think that, you know, while we're on the sort of the theme of projects, I think this is a great way for people to really get into gardening if you're new. I think just find something in your garden which you you think, oh, yeah, I can get that done Mm. over Easter. Give it four days. And it'll just give you the inspiration then to go on and do other things. I think gardening, I think when people approach new gardens, and when I get asked by friends who have got brand new gardens or things, you know, I think I could overwhelm them by going on about all the gardens. So I try to, to let them focus on something. I try and find out something about them, and get them just to focus on one thing. Hmm. Just do that one thing over an Easter weekend or over a weekend. And you'll suddenly get the bug. You'll suddenly, you know, you'll think, oh, right, yeah, that's great. I enjoy doing that. And then you can see the result and you can see the plants growing. And then suddenly that leads on to other things. And then the sort of garden organically grows out of it rather than try to plant up everything. Trying you know, The other thing is, is that people just don't buy enough and they just have one thing over there and one thing over there and a few, a few pots by the door. And then it all just looks sad by, you know, winter. Yeah. <laughs> and it, they sort of lose the energy. I think that's it.
1: really good advice. I, I, I have, over the years been very guilty of in the different properties i've rented or owns sometimes just going in there trying to get the whole thing done it's so eager and keen you know that's what it is and Mm. you try and get stuff done and you you can't do it justice you know but if you as you say if you focus on a specific area of your garden you you lock down on that you look and think right what's the climate what's the microclimate in that particular area what plants do i like what what do i want out of that bit of the garden what's going to work well with the for example, just the brickwork, you know, the colours, for example, mm. what's going to punch out, what's going to work in that mm. wind tunnel area, what's going to not work. You know, investing in pots can be expensive, especially, you know, some, some of the clay pots can be quite pricey. I, I have, in the last five or six years of being where I live now, gradually built up s- separate areas of the garden. And I've got to the point now where I would say oh, 80% of the garden is sort of in a position where I'm quite happy with it as a foundation. I'm obviously going to tweak it because that's what gardeners do year on year. We, we strive to tweak and improve and experiment and just our moods change, the tre- you know trends change. We want to try different stuff. But I have, have not felt overwhelmed by the garden because I've worked on different areas at a time. I mean, one other project, just very quickly touching on something else that I'm I'm hoping to do this year, which excites me and puts me... Uh, puts fear into me. At the simultaneously is, I'm wanting to open our garden yep. this year. Yep. So I'm, I'm ambassador for the Colchester Ipswich Hospitals Charity, which helped Ian greatly when he was poorly with his cancer scare. um and so I'm very passionate about wanting to raise funds for them. And last year, I think people might remember I sold plants during lockdown and raised quite a few hundred pounds, which is great. They've asked if I'd like to open my garden this year and asked other people if they want to open their garden in Essex and Suffolk. So that's my kind of campaign head on. I'm really wanting to open our garden. I've got it to the point now where I feel, yeah, it's ready. You know, again, the reason for laying the turf down the bottom of the garden, we're going to have maybe some cream teas down there, which would be really lovely in the summer. So
0: In the hot tub. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Next year, when we get the hot tub, God, yeah, that would be a law, wouldn't it? (laughs)
0: so (laughs) so,
1: but you know that um I'm excited by that have you have you ever with your garden have you got to the point where you've thought that because I know at Stonehenge you do what about your own private garden have you ever thought about doing that yourself
0: yeah I am I you know my aim is to open it Uh, because I've got a small garden it's quite it'd be quite hard to have a mass lot of people in there so I've been trying to think about how I'd open it to real connoisseurs of My kind of planting and people that really enjoy going to those kind of gardens. So, yeah, I would like to have small groups where I can talk about the Mm. plants, talk about how I've done the garden and, you know, just interested rather than have like just a general opening where people turn up, they come in, they go out. I think I really would like to do. It's what I do at Stonelands. I have groups in and I talk to them about the garden and talk to them and give them a tour. That is the kind of opening I really enjoy doing because you just get, you know, it's a one. Well, it's not one to one because you have small groups, but it's just feedback. You know, it's not just that sort of anonymous turn up and then they leave again. There's there's some interaction there, mm. so I definitely would like to open my garden eventually. But like you, it's getting it. I, I think gardeners can be slightly uh, worried about the perception of what their garden looks like, and we, we, expect, it's probably even doubly more so for us because we're head guard professional head gardeners as well so just imagine they find out that our personal gardener and we're professional gardeners it's like oh god I've got to make it look good or people are just going to go my really? buttocks
1: will be clenched when we open the doors I mean you know I think it's going to be quite a nerve-wracking thing but going back to what you were saying about you know you doing tours of a private garden I think that actually is such a richer experience for the visitor because you mm. you know you can look around a garden and we've all done this gone to the you know the yellow books or or, or other open garden schemes and just walked around at our leisure and just observe the planting and that is absolutely pleasant enough in itself but if you've got someone there who actually is the owner or the creator of that that uh, space and they are Giving you the the detailed history of why those plants are there and how long it's taken them to to bulk up, where you, you source them from, all that colourful mm. you know background that really paints a beautiful picture and and actually conveys absolutely much more um, emotion about the garden. I think that is a, a you know very exciting thing to be part of.
0: I always say you know plants and people they're, they're integral yeah. in gardening. You know you can't have one with without the other. Anyway. I hope we've inspired some people. I really hope Easter, get out, get out this Easter. Definitely the first part of Easter, because the second part of Easter, we're probably going to have our scarves back on and our woolly hats. But the the one thing it is, is it's going gonna, it's gonna to be sunny. It's going to be sunny yeah. and it's going to be dry, which is uh, is is one of the things that Easter is known for not being.
1: Well, not up, not up north. Steady on.
0: Oh, well, sorry. Yes. Sorry. Come our on. Scottish friends, we're very sorry if you've been, you know it's been flooding up there i think a really bad yeah but for you
1: and i in essex and devon yes like you say we are going to be dry sunny and we are going to be you can tell by what we've just been talking about we're going to be up to our armpits in compost seeds plants spades mattocks hopefully not bandages so yeah we hope that you have the most wonderful easter weekend in your garden all in all just enjoy it don't hurt yourself and have lots of fun And that brings this week's episode to an end. Whether you're a new listener or one of the podcast's friends, we hope you enjoyed listening in on what we had to say. Please do let us know as well, either through a review with your podcast provider or direct to us on our Twitter feeds, at Gardening Saul and at Head Gardner LC.
0: As spring unfolds and the gardening season progresses, we hope to bring you along on the sights, sounds and essential work that we are getting up to while we curate our marvellous green spaces. If you're a new gardener, welcome! There is not a better time to get some soil under your fingernails and join this thriving garden community.
1: As head gardeners, all our work over the winter months is beginning to pay off in spring. So as two committed and enthusiastic friends, we hope you will join us every week to hear us chat excitedly about the gardens and industry we work in. It really is one of the best jobs in the world.
0: So until the next episode of Talking Heads, Goodbye!